and welcome to the short stuff you generous person you i'm josh and there's chuck and this is short stuff uh and that means we should begin now that's right uh this is from our buddy dave ruse at how stuff works Mm -hmm. from their website and this is one that uh I want to wedge in there before the end of the year because if anyone is like me, you have a mad scramble at the end of the the year to find the charity that you want to align with or charities. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we do that every year, and we're doing that again this year. So this is some uh, this is one of those good helpful advice ones about how to find and suss out the good ones. Yeah, and it basically comes down to this. There are groups and organizations that have websites that are dedicated to pointing you in the right direction to where you can confidently and comfortably donate your money and know that it's being put to good use and also which ones to steer clear of too. So um, there's a bunch of like different points that this covers. I think this is just a helpful one, Chuck. It was a good pick. Yeah, those uh, sites, and we're going to talk about, you know, Dave interviewed some of these people from these sites, but uh, Charity Watch and Give Well, uh, those are the two standards. If you want to go find out if these charities that you're looking into are good and worthy and honest and effective, that's where you should start, but you should also dig into, uh, like if your first question is, are they effective, mm-hmm. dig into the charity a little bit, go to their website. They will uh, probably, if they're a charity worth supporting, have an outcome section right. uh, in their annual report and check it out and see you know, if they have concrete goals that say, we fed this many people this year or with this much money, we can house this many people. That's a really good first thing to look for. Yeah, and you might say, huh, that seems pretty good. All right, here's a check kind of thing. Um, you can also go to other sites like Charity Watch, GiveWell. Charity Navigator is another good one. And um, they've done a lot of this this homework for you. And in particular, GiveWell um, has identified like nine particular areas that certain uh, charities are like really killing it at. And the the idea is, is that these charities that they've picked that you can go and be like, I'm picking this and you will know you're, you're donating to one of the top best charities that's going to put your money to the best use that you could possibly find. Um, and the criteria is that they are evidence-based so they can definitely show that the money you're, you're donating is having an effect. Um, they're cost-effective, which kind of ties into that. They're also very transparent. That's a really big one, too. You don't want it to be opaque, and you want to be able to get a straight answer about how your money's being used. And then lastly, and this is really important, Chuck, that I think a lot of people don't think about, they're underfunded. Yeah. They, they need money. They actually need money because there's a lot of charities out there that actually don't need your money. Um, they're doing just fine. These guys pick charities that actually need money that can really make a big impact with that money. Yeah, and if you know, if you don't have a lot of money to give, it's not like – you know, some places need, you know, millions and millions of dollars to build this new big whatever. Some charities, uh, they, they mentioned from GiveWell, like it doesn't cost a lot of money to get uh, insecticide treated nets mm-hmm. to people who, uh, to you know, in countries where they have a malaria problem. So, you know, give a little bit of money to them. You'll know that you paid for this many nets. Right. And it's a really sort of inexpensive way to make a difference if you don't have a lot of dough to give away. Exactly. Um, they also, they focus on, uh, GiveWell in particular focuses on global health and global, global poverty because those are the two areas where like a little bit can make a big, big difference, like literally saving lives with just, you know, a few dollars a year. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, another question is, 
if you start to dig into charities, you're going to find like one of the things they broadcast is how much their executives make, yeah. um, how much their overhead is, administrative costs. Another big one is fundraising costs. How much money do they have to spend to raise a dollar in, in donations. And even when you start to dig into them, you might not really have much frame of reference. Like, is half a million dollars, like, or a million dollars, is that a lot? Like, that seems like a lot for somebody who's running a charity, but is it? And these sites have actually kind of gone to the trouble of, like, really getting into the nitty-gritty to say, like, actually, this is a really good charity despite that metric. Yeah, like what you need to look at is percentages, and they will help you break it down, or the website usually breaks it down for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they recommend to look for a minimum of 60% of the charity's budget going on direct program services. And if you really want like an efficient charity, that'll be closer to 75%. Yeah. But not to be – like don't look at the raw numbers because just because a charity – like spends next to nothing doesn't mean that could make them actually less effective running on a shoestring. Like right. y- you got to spend a little money to a raise the money like you talked about and to be effective. So uh, don't just look at a, a, a larger number for administrative costs and dismiss it out of hand. You want right. to look at that percentage. Yeah. Um, another thing that they do is also they see through the, or they know the kind of tricks that some less reputable charities will do to make themselves feel or look more efficient, like they attract more money. Um, and so they'll have sorted through all this when you go to like these sites. And also just while we're talking about this, Chuck, our uh, beloved COET, Cooperative for Education. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a highly efficient charity spends about 75% on programming. Where are COED they? spends 85.2% wow. directly to program. And Amazing. also their, their um, uh, you know, Joe, the um, executive director, yeah. he rakes in 75 grand a year for this, and he's, he runs the show. Um, they also have a, an efficiency rating to where they spend nine cents for every dollar that they raise in donations, which is really outstanding. Plus, lastly, Chuck, they're underfunded too. They can survive 1.57 years on their current funds, which means that they can actually use the money that you send them, and then you, you, you'll you know they're putting it to good use, too. Yeah, I mean, some of these charities that you go to can survive the next 20 years right? Uh, like without getting another dollar, which is great. That means a lot of people have given, but mm-hmm. maybe maybe seek out the underfunded is some good advice. Yeah. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back with a few more tips for you. Good tip so far. Uh, Great another tip one. so far. I agree. And boy, that's I knew that about co-ed, but every time I hear it, it's just heartwarming. Yeah, it is. It's a good, a good charity that we got aligned with many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, one question that a lot of people ask, is it better to give small donations to a few charities or one bigger donation to one? And, you know, this sort of is a personal decision to a large degree. Uh, what they really suggest is, don't just spread it around to spread it around. Only spread it around if you can really dig in and do this kind of research to make sure you're doing the right thing. Yes, which is a great, I mean, that's just great advice. Like you, 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 
it doesn't see as, as long as you're you're not falling for like the marketing and you're actually like giving each charity that you're you're do, you're donating to like the same amount of thought that mm-hmm. you would if you just focused on one why not it doesn't hurt at all um but there's a, a person over at GiveWell um, who points out, like, if you're going to if you're going to pick a charity, though, there's a way you can even maximize it further, which is to give a, roughly the same amount every year, about yeah. the same time every year, because then they'll start to see that, oh, wait, we can depend on this this check from Chuck, who's a super nice guy. He sends it in every year. And they'll actually like figure that into their budget, and then start planning accordingly. Rather than being like, oh, we can only afford this this year, and then all of a sudden they have more money for nets, but they didn't order nets early enough, and now there's a problem and malaria is still spreading. They'll be able to budget for more nets if they know that there's a a certain amount coming from you each year. That's right. And if you give them a pretty good donation, they'll probably email you and say, hey, this is great. Uh, can we count on you for next year? Yeah. Because <laughs> that helps them. Sure. You know, they got to they gotta figure out that budget, and it really helps them to know what they're looking at year after year. But that's right. Also, Chuck, if it's, if it's really big enough and it's a terrible charity, they'll send you a gold-plated diamond-encrusted <laughs> malaria net as a thank you gift. So you can wear it around to yeah. your fancy holiday parties. That's right. <laughs> and just be like, oh, this, I got this for donating. <laughs> Uh, another question is, you know, are you being scammed? Is this charity a fraud? Uh, there are frauds for sure. I think in uh, 2018, Dave points out that the FTC investigated and found more than 100 actions against dozens of fraudulent charities. Uh, sadly, a lot of these were claiming to serve U.S. military veterans and their mm-hmm. families, which is just reprehensible, of course. But uh, it, it doesn't happen as much as you might be afraid it does, but you need to, like— Make sure you're donating to the charity. Uh, a lot of them have similar names to really great charities. So one example that Dave pointed out was right. the the Breast Cancer Research Foundation versus the Breast Cancer Research and Support Foundation. And Breast Cancer Research Foundation is great. They get an A plus. Ninety percent of their budget goes to supporting breast cancer research, and they spend seven dollars for every one hundred it raises. The Breast Cancer Research and Support Foundation earns an F from Charity Watch. Uh, 8%, 8% of its budget goes to, uh, to actual programming, and it spends $87 for every 100 that it collects. Yeah, not on programming. Yeah, 87 yeah, of course. Gold, on gold-plated <laughs> mosquito nets, probably. Maybe, but, the, you know, that's just the point. It's like I'm not going to, like, call them a scam or anything because I haven't done a lot of research on them, but those numbers right. are really bad, and their name is awfully close to a really good breast cancer organization. Yeah, and the fact that they are just seems a little fishy. But I think an even an, an even bigger trap that you have to watch out for, especially if you're trying to suss out whether a charity is a good one or not on your own, is that um, there's a lot of charities out there that just, they, they mean well and they're trying to do well. They're just not that good at it. And so yeah. your money's just not going to be spent as wisely as it might with another charity. Sure. Again, the way to resolve this is to just go to Charity Watch, Charity Navigator, GiveWell, some of those sites that really know what they're doing and say, oh, this is highly rated. I'll give them some money. Yeah, I think sometimes people forget these are nonprofit businesses and running a business is still running a business. Mm-hmm. And some people aren't very good at it. That's right. What, what's the last one here? The last one is, and a lot of people want to give locally to help their communities, mm-hmm. and that is absolutely great. Um, but the but don't do it. <laughs> well, no. the thing is, is it, if you are doing that, there's a good chance that if you stop and reflect on it, you might 
come to the conclusion that you're doing this to feel good about yourself, maybe, to, to the, for the feels you get out of it. And if you really stop and look at um, with a, just a, just a kind of sober view of how to help the most people with the, you know, whatever money you're donating, you're probably going to find that there's people outside of your community, whether you, wherever you live in the developed world, that might even benefit from it more. Uh, who knows? I don't think anybody in charity says don't give locally. It's just saying don't overlook global charities, including right. big ones, um, entirely in favor of giving locally. Like consider consider both. Yeah, and I think one piece of advice they gave, which is really good, is look at it from a cause point of view. Like if you're uh, if you're into the environment, let's say, and you really want to support the environment as your only cause this year or next year or every year. Mm-hmm. Maybe look into a local thing that's doing something like planting trees locally in neighborhoods, and then maybe also look at a big global environmental uh, cause that can uh, or charity that can really have a big impact. And that way, you're kind of spreading the wealth and covering a cause that you love in both ways. That's right. Good and whatever stuff. you do, just make sure that you're you're giving to a good charity and bless you for for donating in the first place. However you donate, bless us, everyone. And since Chuck said blesses everyone, of course everyone. That means short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.